It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. We'll go ahead and get started. I'm going to rearrange it so the Cleveland Browns fans are one on top of each other. <laughs> well, why don't we do that? Why don't why don't we why don't we just say, hey, uh, you know, give everybody a chance to watch the videos. If anybody has anything, send it our way. Okay. About the covenant versus unless you guys want to talk about it. If you guys want to talk about it, we will. Well, I gotta say, I like that one thing you said about does God allow us to be tested? And I said, depends on how you define allow. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is, okay, as a software developer, I create a program for people to use. And I don't tell them how to use it. I mean, in a way, yeah, sure. They, I got to tell them this is what it's for. But they, in their own creative way, can find ways to use it and maybe ways that I didn't even think of. But they could also use it for negative things. They could use it to commit fraud, possibly, you know, in the healthcare industry. Not that anybody does. I'm not saying that. But if I find out that they are, I might, or someone finds out, they might ask me, prevent this from happening. Okay. So I can reprogram it to prevent something from happening. So God created the world and everything in it. And we fell into sin and start using it for bad, <coughs> for evil. And God doesn't say, okay, well, I'm going to prevent that from happening, but I'm going to walk with you along, along there with you and show you how your sinfulness is destroying the world. And I'm going to be there to redeem you, but I'm not going to force you to, to change. You get the choice to change. So... What I guess what I'm saying is, when you does God allow us, like, I used to say this too, why did you allow that to happen, God? Well, God put the world into motion and said, go. And now when bad things happen, he's there to help us understand and bring us out. But it's not like he's allowing it, but it's not like he's stopping it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you could say God can stop it. So the fact that he doesn't stop it, he's allowing it, but is that the right way to look at it? I don't know. What do you think? Well, and here's where I was going with it. So bad stuff happens to all of us, right? Right. And and I'm sure each of us could give an example of something not so good that's happened to us recently. And it could be something small or it could be something bigger. But the three of us could each sit here and say, okay, this, this thing happened. It wasn't sometimes it's not even anybody's fault. It's just a thing that happened. And I know, Phil, that you've got a recent example of this where a bad thing happened. You can't, it's not any particular person's fault. Nobody did anything really wrong. Something bad, a bad chain of events happened. God didn't cause it. People didn't cause it. Just something happened. 
you know, the same thing happened to me yesterday. I'll give you a quick story about what happened to me yesterday on the way to work. A mm-hmm. deer ran out in front of me. I hit it with my truck and, uh, you know, damaged my truck. And, you know, where this leads to is I was thinking about it all day yesterday. And, you know, as it just so happens, <laughs> as it just so happens, <laughs> we're, 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 we're starting on this uh like Bible study thing in the book of James, mm-hmm. you know, so, so Phil's got us, you know, going through if, if, as if reading the Bible in a year, wasn't enough. Phil's going to also <laughs> take us on a Bible study, the book of James a boot camp, we'll call it <laughs> Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, you know what you guys know what, the book of James says, count it, I forget the exact words, count it all, count all joy or count joy, it be, mm-hmm. count it joy when you're tested. Yeah. Well, so bad things happen. And there is a very specific thing that, that I've been trying to overcome and uh, uh, battle. And for me, that is gluttony and emotional eating. So when, when bad stuff happens in my life, I've, always dealt with it by turning to food. And uh, so, and I don't know the answer to this, uh, but I'm seeking God in it because I failed, you know? So yesterday as I'm dealing with the insurance company and I'm taking a sledgehammer to my truck to, to pound the bumper out so I to, off the tire so I can drive my truck, mm. uh, you know, uh, I, I just, in a course of events that work had happened, um, I said, you know, I'm going to sit here and eat a bag of Chex Mix with my lunch because that's going to make me feel better. <laughs> How'd that work <laughs> out for you? <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, you know how that worked out for me. You sure, know. right. But so my question to God is, and I won't, you know, make put you guys on the spot because you're not God. But uh, my question to God is, is God, you know, was this a test? Mm-hmm. You know, not that God created it. God did not create the deer that ran out in front of my truck. You know, God set the world in motion, but he didn't cause this deer to run out in front of my truck. Exactly. You know, God God doesn't go around setting setting pitfalls for us. This, this that's not That's not who he is. That's not what he does. We we know that, and for anybody who's unclear, let's just reiterate that God does not do that, um, and and we know that. But my question to God is: God, was this a test? Because I failed, you know. Like, let's just be real clear here: I failed because I turned back to the old thing that I have always turned back to, instead of just you know quietly, you know, humming out loud you know, uh, talking to God until all the anger and chaos in my mind passed, I nod through it with a bag of Chex Mix. Hmm. So uh, that's my point. Does God still allow us to be tested? Um, And I'm seeking him in that, you know, it's like, well, bad stuff happens. And, uh, you know, I failed because this is a specific thing that I've been seeking him on over the past, you know, a month or so. And it's obviously something that I'm not over yet. I'm not done with. Oh, 
Well, what's the test for? Is it to show you what you know or to show someone else what you know? Uh, and I'm not really no, looking for a specific answer. I'm just asking the question. Well, I can answer that. I don't know that it's either. Yeah. I think it's for God to, to I think it's for, uh, well, I'll take it back. I think it's for us to judge ourselves or examine ourselves to determine how strong we are in our faith, in our beliefs. Okay. Because we know throughout Scripture how we're supposed to react to these things. When bad stuff happens, we're supposed to just, you know, count on God, worship Him, you know, not rely on food, drink, alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, other people, you know, whatever. We're supposed to rely on God. Right. First and foremost, and... I've always failed at that in this specific way, well, even I, up till I yesterday. You, uh, I think you brought up, you know, when you brought up the James scripture, that's exactly what it says. It says, you know, so knowing that the testing, this is James 1, right? No, verse 3, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance mm -hmm. and let endurance have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Uh, I think the answer, my personal thought on this, is the answer to that question, does God allow testing of our faith? I think absolutely. I think he does it all the time. I think it's the, I actually think it's the main thing he does uh, with regard to our faith. Because I can't think of a, when, when you just see in scripture, it just, it's everywhere. Abraham was tested. Hey, Abraham, go offer your son. A Adam and Eve were tested. Hey, don't eat from this tree. Right? We see we see this often. It's not that God, you know, let's let's be clear as you were saying, God has not caused evil in our world. Evil right. is all us, right? We have allowed that in, we produced that. We but it's from our lack of faith and our lack of that it's producing that evil, right? And right. so God is, it's not that he's already told us how he's going to handle that, right? We know he's going to handle that through the purposes of Christ. Okay. But uh, that testing will always take place because God is using that testing not to even always find out where our heart is. He already knows where our heart is. It's to expose it for our growth mm. right? yeah. so that we will recognize it realize those shortcomings so that we don't stay there and yeah, so I what it does that. is it kind of reveals that to us and we go oh yeah wow that's look at that right and so we need to and so it god starts moving on our heart then to change our heart that it would match his but that testing is always going to be there jesus does this with his disciples all the time the questions that he asks them, he already knows the answers to. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Well, why is he even asking them these questions? You know, he, he takes them to Caesarea Philippi. Who do you say that I am? Right. Who do people say that I am? Right. Uh, when he when, you know, Peter getting out of the boat to walk on the water, that is a testing. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Peter said he's the one that gave the challenge. Oh, if that's you, Jesus, I'll, I'll come out there and walk on the water, man. Just tell me. Yeah. And Jesus just kind of stops. He goes, okay, come on. Yeah. 
right at that point right now you've got to be true to what you said right like right so these, right. there's this testing that takes place um the feeding of the five thousand before jesus feeds the five thousand he looks to philip and he says hey philip you feed them and philip's just sitting there going i don't i don't even know what to do right like he's just standing there going, we don't have money for it we don't have this right he's going through all the stuff they don't have right and uh which is what we all do right and so so Jesus is showing a testing here. Um, he, he expresses this so many times. Faith requires that testing so that it so that we will grow in our faith and it will become stronger. And so it's really technically the same thing that has always happened. The same two trees have always been there. You can either choose life or you can choose death. Mm -hmm. So God allows us to go through trials because we will either choose life or we will choose death. And so I, I think uh, I think absolutely there's testing. And and keep in mind now, God's not tempting us. Yeah. He's not tempting us with evil. Yes. And he's not creating the evil. Exactly. But in his sovereignty, he's allowing he's yeah. He's not he's not currently changing the circumstances and situations of our free will at this time to somehow just make it perfect for us. That comes that comes later. Right. That comes with the resurrection, the new heaven, new earth. Right. That's going to come later. But but he is he is going to use the way the earth is. He is going to use the way our lives are for still his glorious purposes. And mm -hmm. I think the way he does that is through testing, testing of our faith. Yeah. Yeah. And one, the uplifting part of this, so we're, I'm going to hit the uplifting part early, is when we look at the New Testament and we watch what happens when the disciples all fail these tests, like you just alluded to, Robert, like when, when Philip said, talked about all the things that they didn't have. And when Peter denied Jesus three times, you know, and all those things that happened, guess what? The uplifting part of all this is, is when we fail, just like the disciples failed. When when the disciples failed, D Jesus redeemed them yeah. every every time, and He does the same thing to us. So when we screw up, get back on the horse and get go again. Yeah, I think that that's really important. It we have to look at it as a positive thing, not that God, like you said, Robert, not God's not creating a negative thing just because He's a tyrant sitting on His throne saying ha 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 rub it in our face the testing is to show us we live in a broken world that he is there to redeem us and he's walking through it with us yeah, every time I don't, I don't believe i don't believe there's any suffering that god ignores i, I think oh, god yeah, is yeah. there with us like i think like when we go through those things, because I think I, I think I could imagine watching this episode going, well, yeah, but what about the passing of this person or what about yeah. the tragedy of this in this life? And I don't think there's any suffering that God ignores. But some of these things we have to realize ultimately exist because we're in a fallen world. Exactly. That we chose. Like we chose right. that God's honoring our choice but does not leave us alone without hope in that choice. 
Right. And that's why he extends Christ and that's why he extends redemption. And that's why he even even supersedes nature uh, by giving us the miraculous in healings and things like this. We will see miraculous things even. And I think so. God does not leave us alone, but neither does he waste the suffering. He's he's he mm -hmm. uses everything in his sovereignty for his purposes. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think, you know, I think we can see that. And it's actually should be uplifting because mm -hmm. I think we, we could look at it in a negative way. So, well, God's just letting me be tested. He hates me, right? Like, uh, you know, he just wants to see me fail. And, th and that's not really it. It's like watching your children grow up. You, you know, there's going to be things you're going to ask them to do. That's really too hard for them. Mm -hmm. But at some point they have to try. And because, you know, at some point it won't be too hard for them and they will learn and they will grow. God is God is patient. He's long suffering. Mm -hmm. He's willing to wait a long time for us to get it right. And mm -hmm. uh, and he's OK with that. We're usually not OK with that because we beat <laughs> ourselves up and we're like, oh, you know, I'm terrible and everything else. God is OK with training us for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. well, and the one thing that I learned, well, in one real quick, one thing too, one thing that I heard a few years ago that has stuck with me ever since I heard it was, um, there's a, there's a man named Robin Bullock who people may or may not know. He's got YouTube channels and he's traveled and spoke and he, he's a prophet, whatever. But he said one thing that stuck with me a few years ago that I can't rattle. And he said, God will hold your hand all the way to the bottom. God will hold your hand with you and feel and feel sorrow for you you know all the way to the bottom the one thing that that i've learned today is i think about this situation that occurred with me is i didn't speak any authority over my situation at all and that was on that was a mistake that i've learned today mm. that i can learn from i didn't speak authority over my situation and my circumstance and and that's one thing that that uh, I, I should have known because I I made a, a social media post on our Christian group about it just I think the day before. Speak authority over our situation. <laughs> I did. So it's like, duh, you know, yeah. yeah. So it's like I should have stopped. Now that I see this and you know Monday morning quarterbacking myself. Hey, speak your authority over your situation and say no. I'm not going to allow this. I'm not going to allow my reaction to get off course. I'm praying to God, asking God to guide my steps, to guide me through this process. You know, whatever this process is to get myself back on track, to not allow myself to be derailed, to not you know you know rely on this bag of checks mix instead of god to to take away my frustration and anger in the situation but yeah i i you know god's sitting there saying here i am i'm holding your hand but if you don't if you don't look to me or seek me you're not going to find me mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think that uh i think that's interesting that you had just taught on that 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 just kind of is a good setup, right? That's yeah, like that's yeah. the same thing as like Peter saying, "Hey, hey, you know, if you want me to come out there, Jesus, I'll yeah. come on." You know, you just tell me. <laughs> I I have found that there's a lot of things, if not everything, that I have ever taught on about the Lord. He he will he will allow you 
to walk through what you're teaching. Ooh. And and you've got, you know, so be careful what you want to teach because you know where the best teacher is that shows wisdom is the one who's been through it, right? Right. It's kind of like the same thing of praying for the fruit of the spirit. I, I don't know about you guys. I personally don't ever really pray for the fruit of the spirit. I assume the Holy Spirit's going to produce that in me anyway. But I try not to pray for those <laughs> because, you know, when you pray for it, you know, that's that's what he's going to develop. He's mm-hmm. he's OK with that. He's OK with he wants you to do that, but he's going to develop that in you. Well, it's the same thing when we teach that scripture, we're teaching that to others. I've often to- told the, the congregation before I've said, you know, uh, the things that I'm preaching, I'm the first one that got it. What do you think that means? I'm the first one that has to live by it. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I hear it, I gotta be, I gotta pay attention to what the Lord's saying because it's not, it's not like somehow I'm separate from the people. Like we have this idea of clergy and laity, and that's not a real, that's not a true understanding. Yeah. Right. Like like a, a shepherd is is part of his the especially the under shepherd, right? The under shepherd is just part of the flock there with them, right? I mean, we're just in the same boat. <laughs> We just happen to have a different role in the church like like anybody else would. Right. And so it's just, you know, we all are called to live that way when God gives us that message. So, yeah, when he gives you a message and you speak that message, just know, just be looking. Just be looking at the the lesson still coming. Right. You're still going to learn it, too. So, you know, Chad, I don't know if you said this, but I know people do. I know that because I used to say this. That you know, there's there's always something that everybody will run to when something bad happens. So it, just a comfort, a crutch, okay. Mm-hmm. And there would be times when I would say, just this one time, just because I feel like this, I'm going to eat this bag of Chex Mix or whatever it may be, drink this Mountain Dew or just this one time, and it doesn't hurt anything, right? Well. Every time you say just this one time, you forget about the 50 other times you said just this one time and it builds up, yeah. you know, whether yeah. you're, I'm just going to eat McDonald's this one time. And then 50 times later, you got all this junk build up in your system or just this one time, I'm going to have this alcoholic drink and 50 drinks later over, maybe over a hundred days, you got that weakening in your body or whatever, but it's also spiritual. You know, there's just that one time you might yep. be letting a demon in to yep. oppress you. Yep. And you don't get rid of it as easily as you let it in, just like with food. You don't get rid of the food as easily as you let it in. Right. So physical and spiritual matters do come into play here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and people miss that. So there were... You know, that's the one thing that that I feel like a lot of people miss is there's an actual spiritual realm that people don't think about because we're carnal. You know, most absolutely most of the people that we deal with in in our daily lives and even in our churches are carnal. They they we all are guilty of this at times. Um, We see things. Everything is by our senses that we have. Our physical vision, our physical hearing, smell, taste, touch. You know, if we can't see it, taste it, smell it, touch it, it doesn't exist in our world. 
that's the way most of us think. Mm-hmm. Well, we gotta we gotta change that. And I know that, that that's something that Phil and I are driving in our church, and we've both spoken about this, and I'm sure Robert probably has too. There's a spiritual realm and there's spiritual aspects. So Phil, like when you say that when we when we choose to to make poor choices, we very well may be either allowing, you know, demonic activity to occur or making it worse. Right, right. You know, it it just it it compounds itself. So beating it, yeah. Yeah, so w- w- whatever your deal is, whether it's whatever it is, you're just empowering the 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 enemy to come against you more and more the more you make the bad choices so you gotta you have to it's a change of mindset that's another thing god's been working with me on is he wants me to change my mindset and change the way that i think about things and mm-hmm. you know and and i encourage everybody to do that so uh, did I'm paul in romans 12 1 yeah two <laughs> One, one and, and two. two. <laughs> one and two, right? <laughs> Just including both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I was I've been studying about this for a while, and I, I think it's funny uh, uh, that you're that we kind of are talking about this. But I think that's where the testing of your faith is. God, I think God's testing our faith for what reason? To see how we respond. See, our response needs to learn to be spiritual first. Yeah. Right. And, and good. the problem is oftentimes we are reacting to the situation as opposed to responding in a spiritual way. And so, uh, you know, something that I've been really focused on and, and that I'm actually walking our church through, um, I actually am uh, basing it on. I don't know if anybody's read uh, Pat Robertson's book. He, he wrote this a long time ago. It's called The, the Secret Kingdom. But he asked the Lord, he basically asked the Lord to show him how things worked. And so he basically, the Lord just showed him in the scripture that Jesus came and revealed the kingdom of God. And what was interesting is that the kingdom of God that Jesus is revealing, he's saying he's revealing it to those who believe. And that it literally affects their life. And so if we really understand, you know, why does God allow our faith to be tested? Because we need a spiritual response. Uh, If you if you think about it like this. Anytime that you see levels of authority. Right. Well, who gets the say when you talk about authority? Well, the higher authority always controls Mm -hmm. the lesser authority. Well, which one is higher? Is nature higher? Or like is the natural higher or is the supernatural higher? Mm, very good point. Well, the supernatural side, that's why we call it supernatural, right? It's right. above nature, right? And so, and that's why, see, we we can control anything that's in nature or, or something we can't see that's like subnatural. That's why we can create things to help fight off disease and all these kind of things. Things we can't see that are affecting us that we know are there. We've designed instruments for we can hit that, right? We Why can we do that? Because we have control over a lot of those things. Right. Same thing with the spirit world. The spirit world, what you say and how you respond in spirit controls the natural. Yeah. Right? If, let us not forget everything in the universe that is currently here was spoken into existence 
by a supernatural being, mm -hmm. it only sustains, it's only sustained by a supernatural being. And so for some reason we have in our mind that we're going to change all that. Like we think we can change it and just live by the natural and everything's fine. And that's not how it works because the right. higher authority will always govern the lesser authority. But now you're getting into something that's very near and dear to my heart and I could go on for hours, but <laughs> I know it shouldn't, but I just want to say this one thing. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and I heard a guy say something about people who say, oh, you put a word curse on me or you just let out a word curse. He was mocking people that say the words word curse. Okay. There's, there's extremes and then there's the truth. And the truth is what you speak has authority. Yeah. And you got to be careful. So don't just mock people to say that, but at the same time, there are people who don't understand what they're saying. Oh, that's a word curse. Oh, that's a word curse. Everything's a word curse. That's not true either. Okay. But don't mock it completely because of a few extremists. It, it is true. Um, but anyway, that, that was the only thing I disagree with this guy on about podcast it was really very good. But other than that one thing, so yeah, you, you just be careful. The words you speak, I, I never say I'm an idiot. I used to, but now I know I'm basically cursing myself by saying, and you know, I'm allowing that oppression to come upon me with my words because God spoke with his authority and he gave authority to us. And James, let's go back to James, the power of the tongue. We can do a lot of things with the tongue. We can harm people. so, And you can't take it back. No matter how many times the judge says, unhear what you just heard, you can't do that. You can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh water and salt water cannot flow from the same spring. And yet, there you go. Yeah. It seems to flow pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lives, right? Like, what is happening? Right. But yeah, I, I think a lot yeah. of times um, we kind of get what we expect, right? What we prophesy. Yeah. We don't think about it. We don't think about it. But think about how many times, and I, I'm, and I'm telling you, I know this from experience. I know this from experience. But there are so many times I think I think I'm a lot of the things I'm experiencing in my life are a result of my own prophecy, hmm. what I have spoken over myself. Mm -hmm. So when we say things like, I'm just this person, I'll never amount to anything. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm this is just the way I am. Uh, nothing good ever happens to me. Right. Like uh, I'll never get ahead. Right. Like we say these kind of things in our life. You're and it, it, every one of those statements at the very least, even if we don't say, oh, that can't be prophetic in our life. OK. But at the very least, it's not an expression of faith. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like you, you are assuming God can literally not do anything more than what He's done right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and it's like, wow. What? Why would we think that? When if see, that's not speaking the scripture there, because you'll never find that in scripture. Like if you just say, okay, well, sit down with the scripture, and when you find that about yourself, <laughs> okay, that's good. But you're not going to find that. Because mm -hmm. it's it's not there. God, it's amazing the promises that He gives. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, now I don't now I don't know. I'm just going to give you a small example, okay? Because the Lord has really taught me something uh, and has been teaching me something. And and uh, I'm just I'm just in our household right now. We're kind of in the excitement of almost like exploring a whole new world. Right? We we we're flying on a carpet, singing a whole new world. It's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, we're doing all this guy, but it's it's because as long as I've been a believer. I've always held to the fact that I've held to faith. I've been this, but what I've not really paid attention, what comes out of my mouth. I've not really paid attention to, you know, just, just certain things in my, and so, man, we just went through a very strong, and I'm not going to give you the whole details of what all that we've been through. I'm just going to give you one small, small portion. Me and my wife were struggling quite a bit here, just a, you know, not too many weeks ago. And uh, our washer and dryer quit working. Now, it has been quit work. It's been on the road of quitting working for years. <laughs> but, you know, we we haven't had the money to replace it or anything like that. And we're like, well, okay, you know, we'll just. And finally, it just couldn't do it anymore. It was just our dryer was just tumbling wet clothes. It couldn't it just couldn't do it right. I've changed the heating element out of it. All this. stuff, Right. I've I've been the Mr. Fix it on these things. And so. You know, so I'm just like, oh, this is just horrible and, you know, all this stuff. And God had been dealing with me about tithe. Okay. Now, me and my wife tithe. We've always tithe. The problem is we haven't made it a first fruit. It's always been on the back end of our paychecks. I felt like God convicting me saying, you know, make it a first fruit. That's what it is. That's what it's supposed to be. And I thought, okay. Okay, Lord. So I finally kind of gave in. I was like, okay, I hear what you're saying. It's supposed to be a first fruit. So I'm just going to do that. I moved to a first. Well, I can't tell you. I mean, I'm at some point. I'm probably going to express this to the congregation. I'm probably going to talk because we're talking this year about prospering, and and it's just ridiculous what God has done just because I moved this payment, this donation that I give to the front. It doesn't even make sense. I don't understand. I'm just telling just how the kingdom works, right? And I said, okay, Lord, so I'm sowing the seed. And I started, I started giving offering. I said, okay, I'm going to sow this seed. I'm going to ask for a washer and dryer, Father. We're sowing seed. I need a washer and dryer, but I want you to put it in the driveway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, now I, didn't, I didn't really tell my wife that I had prayed that right, but she started looking for washer and dryers because, you know, we're just sitting here going, what are we going to do? You know, we don't really have the money for it and all this kind of stuff. Well, she had found this person who was fixing washer and dryers. And they, and they I think for... For a very small amount, there was a really nice Samsung matching set of washer and dryers that were being sold in the community. That was for it was even it was less than the price. Both of them together was less than the price of uh, like one washer or one dryer. Okay. And we're like, wow, that's that's great. And so we took advantage of that. I said, okay, well, let's just call this person up we'll see what happens here and we called him up and and sure enough he was like yeah I'll come i can i can get that over to you and so literally he came and brought the washer and dryer and put it in my driveway <laughs> he even took the old ones away and did not charge me the normal delivery fee. And I ended up giving it to him anyway, just because I was like, no, no, I'm not, not going to shortchange you, man. You, that was awesome. And you're clearly doing something God told you to do. 
but the situation was that that did not happen. And again, that's just one small example. I'm I'm telling you because we, and, but see, that's a, I, I look at that as a testing of our faith. What happens when we don't do that? You don't get a washer and dryer. Right. right. Do we see it? Right. Would no, we right. see yeah, that Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And so like, I mean, for years I have been tithing, but I haven't made it a first fruit and we have struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled. And what, what happens? The first thing that happens is God starts blessing our household. And I'm just sitting here going, this is ridiculous. Like, it's just ridiculous that this would make a difference. And I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, it does. But it was a testing of faith as to am I going to do, and I could not, you know, don't, I, I got to watch my words because I cannot curse what the Lord's doing. I got to say, ma'am, you know, this is, this is just the way it is. This is what the Lord's going to do. And so there are several things on Like I'm changing my whole mentality and attitude about this because I think we don't realize the power that we have. And because we, we think it's just like what we say. But don't forget what Jesus said. Yeah. How the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So why sure. are you saying what you say? Well, you have a belief in there. So when junk comes out, what is your heart? It's full of junk, right? It's that's what's coming out. And that's that's the thing, the testing of our faith. It exposes the junk. And then we are left with a choice. Are we going to allow the junk to stay? Or are we going to do something else? Are we going to say, no, you know what? I think I'm going to follow God's word in his kingdom and I'm going to trust him for it. And that's not easy to do at times. Oh, no. But when you do, as we saw with Abraham, it pays off. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yep. But it, you're right. It is not easy to do. And that's a wonderful story. I really like that. Yeah. You, you know, know, just uh, real quick, there was a time when recently it was around Christmas. I'm just going to be vulnerable and tell you. <laughs> we were spending money on Christmas, spending money. And we had that podcast on that too. Like, oh man, these guys are talking about me. But anyway, um, I, we missed for whatever reason, I, Tanya didn't bring a checkbook or whatever. We didn't make, we didn't tithe one day. We didn't put it in the offering. I said, no big deal. And that was right before Christmas and things. I'm like, what's going on? What, where's all the money going? Mm. And then I realized, I went, oh Lord, I am sorry. I said, I won't do that again. I have to give to you no matter what, even if I miss it, I give it the next week from now on because it made a difference. Oh, yeah. Now, did God make that happen? Maybe to show me, but it happened and that's all that matters. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It doesn't matter if God made it or I'm not going to try to determine the will of God here. I'm just telling you what happened to me when I wasn't obedient to what I said I was going to be obedient to. Oh, yeah. and, and God convicted me of the, like he, after, I think that's the key is like, what is the conviction that you're hearing? Yeah. That's yeah. what God's wanting to work on, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's He's asking you to do something. What is that thing he's asking? That's the testing of your faith. There's always, 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 always the crisis of belief that's going to happen. Yes. 
you're always that you know what happens as soon as god tells you to do something i don't know about you guys but this has always happened to me i mean it's like immediate the next thing that will come into your mind is did god really say yeah yeah, yeah. It, if you notice that's the same question that's in yep. the garden by the way yes i know who's, who's asking that question <laughs> it wasn't god it was, it's not god <laughs> yeah yeah we yeah. got to learn to recognize when the enemy is putting that seed of doubt into us. Yep. May yeah. we all pass the test. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, and you know, the other thing too, is we've got a lot of long habits and lifestyles yes. and thought patterns that we've held for a long time. And, yes. and for me, I, you know, my entire life, since I was a child, for me, it's been food and food, 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 food. And Robert, for you, it's been a couple things, but finances and, and finance and pro I don't want to use the word poverty, but I mean, you've been in poverty for a lot of part of your life, but for you, it's been finances yeah. and, and, you know, Phil, it's been good looks, but <laughs> yeah, right. what do you do with all those good looks? But, Man. you know, like we each have this thing where we both we've all had, everybody's got it, you know, like yeah. this thing that you've you've just it's ingrained in your mind that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm I'm poor. I'm I'm overweight. I'm this. I'm that. I'm, you know, and, and everybody's got this. And, and God is calling us all to say, nope, unless you want to say and, and develop this ingrained thought pattern that's so entrenched it says i am god's child or i'm faithful to god or whatever that's what he wants you to have right i am obedient to god i love god i love you know that's what he wants the thought patterns to be but our thought patterns are in our you know we we just identify ourselves with all all of our past history yeah, yeah. and he wants us to break out of that yeah, that's kind of the the thought of grace that I heard. Uh, you know, I heard, uh, I think it was John Lindell that said this, and he was talking about grace. But he said, you know, we we will fail. God knows we will fail. God is utterly not shocked at our failure. Mm -hmm. But he is completely committed to our transformation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we just have to realize that's kind of the understanding. God is not shocked at our failure. Right. It it he's it's not like all of a sudden he went, Oh man, like Robert failed again. I just didn't see that one coming. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> no, that's exactly why he sent the savior. He sent the savior because he was like, Robert's gonna fail. He needs a savior. <laughs> and so <laughs> uh he's he's completely committed to our transformation. And so that's you just, I think kind of that testing of faith and when it exposes our heart, you know what that really does? God exposes our hearts so that we will learn to line our heart back up with him. So that we will agree with him and be committed to our transformation like he is. Mm. That's good. Yep. Well, guys, we are right about that time. As always. As always. Mm-hmm. But this was a really, really, really good discussion. Yes, it was. I hope it was very helpful to many. And uh, both now 
2024 and 2028 or whenever it comes up again, whenever someone comes across us. Hey, and I wanted to, I want to say for anybody that watches this, think about this. You've got two seasoned pastors here who are not afraid to be vulnerable. That's a lesson. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. As you yeah. talk about your, your, your faith and your story with people, don't be afraid to be vulnerable yeah. because you know, that's where you learn and that's where God can really um, walk through open doors for you and he can really walk into your life. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. hey, yes. That's that's mic drop. That was great, Chad. That was good. And that really sums God. up what we talked about tonight, too, in a way. So, yeah, really good, Chad. Really good, God. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great night, and we will be back again next week, I think. Mm -hmm. we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't see any reason why. Oh, Chad, you... um. Had mentioned last week if anybody had questions um, to put them down, and I know that we really haven't given anybody a, an opportunity because you know we record on Fridays. This comes out on the following Thursday, so they only have like one day to respond. But you want to pose that question again? Yeah, and we were talking. So we were talking on last week's episode real quick about the cultural differences that happen basically before Jesus and after Jesus, and what does that mean for our covenant? So. What, what, a, you know, basically the transition from the Old Testament to what, you know, our lives today through the New Testament, through Jesus. And if you have any specific questions about how that affects your life and how this new covenant, you know, works with Jesus, put them out there and Phil and Robert will answer them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot I could say about it. And I'll wait, we'll wait, see if we get any questions. I'm sure Robert probably say a lot too and I'm sure you too chad so yeah if you got questions well, throw them out to us we'd be glad to talk about it in a few weeks right because if we get questions we'll do an episode on it and even yeah. if we don't i know we'll be chomping at the bit maybe we will anyway yeah uh, yeah i'm sure we will yep. all right well gentlemen it was been wonderful and uh we'll see you again next week yep have a great week all right everybody